I wouldn't want to be judged by just my appearance alone. I want people to come and connect with me and, and connect. And that's how I feel about other people. I will try and connect with anybody. I will make an effort. Obviously, you know, you can't, you can't please everyone all the time. You can only please some of the people some of the time, uh, you know, is, is a quote. But, but I will attempt to connect with everybody. And I think that has what, you know, rounding it back round, that is my, that is how my empathy, uh, uh, one of the skills that my disability has given me is that ability to at least attempt to connect with, with everyone. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. So, Dom, welcome to Disabled and yes. Proud. How are you doing? Yes. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's lovely to see you again. It's a pleasure to be in your presence uh, with you with your fantastic windswept hair. Yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good today. Good, good. And um, how have you been in general just recently? Yeah, really good. Yeah, just qualified, just got my uh, counselling qualification. So I'm, uh, I'm now a qualified therapist, which is really cool. So that happened since the last time I saw you. And uh, Soundsphere is doing well. Obviously, um, festival season and all that stuff yeah. is uh, is possible this year. So we've got busy busy summer ahead whereas obviously the last two years we've kind of we've, we've kind of been doing everything from home so so festivals are getting booked in live shows are getting booked in um and uh, and yeah so 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 it's exciting and I've, I've even booked a couple of shows for my own band so it'll be nice to get back out on the road and and and, and seeing wonderful parts of the UK and and various petrol stations on the M62 you know the glamorous, yeah. the glamorous lifestyle of the touring musician slash music journalist. It is what it is. It is what it is. So first, like, little question that I've got for you. So mm. those who are listening, uh, what is your disability and how does this affect your day-to-day life? Cool. So I've got cerebral palsy. I walk with uh, two sticks uh, all, at all times. Um I have found workarounds for everything. So uh, as I'm sure you will appreciate, Brooke, it's it's possible to find workarounds. You just have to spend a little bit more time thinking about it. So if I need to carry a box, I'll work it out. If I need to climb some mountains, I'll work it out. I'll figure it out. I've done it before. There's very little that upon thinking about how to do it, haven't found a way somehow to do it. Um there's some things I struggle with more than others. Um, climbing things, for example. Um, Not use it today, so it's the worst. Carrying boxes, uh, unless I could stick it under one arm or at least slide it along the floor or, you know, whatever. Uh, but but there's, all, there's always a way uh, to get things done, um, like I said. So I think for me, um, yeah, the CP, you know, when I was younger, it affected me a lot more because I think I was kind of, you know, I was kind of protected for a while as, as a kid. And then obviously when I went to college and kind of, you know, teenage years, I kind of, you know, chucked myself in at the deep end and started doing more, you know, more and more stuff. 
uh, outside of hospitals because I spent a lot of my childhood in hospitals and stuff like that, having operations uh, to enable me to walk the way that I do, to be able to stand on my uh, own two feet. Uh, as you know, I was told from a very young age I wasn't going to be able to do that and that I'd be in a chair full time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not, and that's I'm very lucky to be in the situation I'm in. Mean, I've had a lot of support from family and friends over the years uh, to, to, to sort of help me maintain this level of uh, of, of mobility and, and positivity, overall positivity. I think, you know, I'm very lucky to be in the situation I'm in, uh, to, to have the support that I do have and to be able to, to, to be able to talk to people like yourself, who obviously, you know, through your own social media and your own journey, like that's quite motivational to me. So I appreciate looking at your journey and reflecting on my own and like, actually, you know, there's a lot. And, and I think that this is, you know, very well reflected in your own stuff. And, and I think that's what people are always surprised about with me, that there is always a way around it, yeah. you know. And, it, and, and if something can't be, you know, I've never, I haven't found anything that I would say absolutely 100% can't be done. There's always ways around, but 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 if that happens, if there are if there's things that I find more difficult than others, there's always people that are off, around to offer support um, in a respectful manner. Um, in most cases, uh, anyway, and uh, I'm, I'm very lucky, you know, very lucky overall, really, to have the mobility that I do. Um, I I do I do st- often say that ice, ice and and snow are my kryptonite. Though I I lived in. Um, I lived in Boston, Massachusetts in the winter. And, and I tell you uh, that that was some of the most frightening times in my life uh, when it's uh, when it's icy and cold and you're trying to do a commute to work, walking to the train, uh, wob- wobbling to the train and there's ice and snow everywhere. So I, I, I struggle in ice and snow. It's a bit like Russian roulette, so to speak. I know I'm going to go down at some point. I know I'm going to fall at some point. It's when 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 I do that. But that's the only time I really kind of I, I do get nervous, even though I'm so used to doing it. Obviously, living now, uh, living back in the UK, living um, living in Yorkshire, it gets cold and miserable and rainy quite a lot. So, I, I, you know, I'm used to, to the weather, but it still makes me nervous. But that's probably the only time really that my um, mobility, you know, makes me anxious. Yeah, it's very interesting because I'm a very, very, very big believer in there's an adaption for absolutely everything and anything. And just because it doesn't look the same as an abled body doesn't mean that it's not the same process or Mm. you're going to get the same results. There's always no way to adapt. It's just going to look different. Absolutely. Yeah. The issue is accepting the fact that it doesn't all have to look the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the key. I think that, you know, it's about raising awareness within within your community for the people listening. You know, uh, I'm a big believer that everybody has the ability to change their world. You know, yeah. uh, I know that sounds quite vast, but what I mean by that is within your community, within your space, you can make a change and then that might you know, grow from there. And I think the more that people like yourself are active on social media, that anybody listening to Disabled and Proud can be active in their, you know, in their sort of sphere, social media sphere, showcasing their abilities, if they're comfortable, of course, it's not for everybody to do that, but certainly within your communities and and family environments, whatever, just, just being an existing 
uh, and doing your own thing can really inspire people. And I think there's difference between uh, there's difference between sort of the, the the term inspiration porn and you know actually you know actually motivating people. I think there's there's a lot of people that will be like that might come along, and I'm sure you get it a lot. Um, you know, oh, you're so inspirational, uh, uh, and, and that's lovely. It's wonderful. It's you know it's a great privilege to to have those lovely compliments, but equally you know this is this is daily life and I, and i think that you know i i think that the, the the more that things could be normalized the more that you go about your day i go about my day people listening go about their day just being and existing in their communities that is raising awareness you yeah. know uh that was my my younger days was like you know everything from going out to the club and having a dance you know people would be like what the what the what's going on like i used to actively get asked if i needed the sticks in those situations because people would be so blown away by the fact that i was out doing something that i enjoyed you know having a good time and that's the same at music festivals you know less so these days you know because again i I mentioned you know mentioned to you before that, that certainly within our community the alternative music and arts community that we champion at soundsphere magazine you know um that there's more uh there's more diversity more understanding more empathy than there certainly was 10 15 20 years ago when i was sort of you know first getting into the scene and first kind of um first developing you know that that kind of reputation so i think now is the the, the best time you know with with the presence of uh of tiktok instagram those those social networks that you use very well um you know to to get out there and showcase your abilities if you're comfortable uh, and, if, and if not if you're not comfortable putting it out to the world no problem just be within your community your family your friends educate them by just doing your own thing doing cool stuff like we've said before uh doing cool things and, and just uh, and uh, and being proud you know being you know, which is a big theme for this podcast, being proud of who you are yeah. and what you do. And that will just come that that's natural to you. You know, that's natural to you. And I think that the more that you do that, the more that it's seen as natural to you, it becomes natural to everyone else. I remember, and this will be my final comment as I, as I, as I finish my little waffle on this answer, uh, it's best showcased. And a couple of my friends have said to me over the years that people have asked them, you know, these are some of the people are my, but you know, these people are my best friends. And now, and of course they do, they do know what my disability is. They know how it affects me, but certainly, you know, when I was younger, you know, college university age, a lot of my friends would say, you know, people ask me what your disability is. And I've, I've never even, I've never even bothered to ask because it just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't really, you know, I, there was, there was one story that I always find really funny. Uh, my friend, Anthony, who I do the give me a whole year wrestling podcast with now, he, um, he, there was a girl at a club and uh, she was like, and she was like, Oh, who's that guy? You know, uh, you know, he, he looks cool. And Anthony was like, Oh, this is my friend Dom. And, and she was like, what's wrong with him? And he's like, what do you mean? What's wrong with him? And he's like, well, what's, what's wrong with his legs? And he goes, you know what? I, well, there's nothing wrong with him. A. And B, you know what? I've never. It's just, it's just dumb. Do you know what I mean? And and obviously that 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 you know um, since that time, you know he he is he's he's learned those things and educated people and, and and had conversations, you know, which is lovely that my friends do that. But but equally, I have become much more comfortable, you know, coming on podcasts like this and, and, and talking about. You know, if somebody part of my work is around accessibility now with yeah. wobbling about and rocking out or Waro for short. And and a lot of that is 
when people ask those types of questions, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with what's wrong with him? You know, what's going on there? Yeah. And that, whereas before, when I was younger, I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd have a little, I'd have a little, uh, maybe I would have a little sulk. You know what I mean? And I'd really take it personally. You know. Um, now I'm like, okay, so this is the situation. Just like the question you asked me, you know, so this is the situation. This is this is how it affects me. Um, this is what I can do. You know, this is these are the things that I do with my life, and that education, yeah, um, is important, isn't it? It's education because I think everybody at some point, well, every disabled person at some point is going to get the question: either how did it happen, what's wrong, or something like. Um, like you know the questions that you got what what happened what happened to him or what's wrong with him or what happened to her what's wrong with her and it's it's about how we frame these questions because there's nothing wrong and nothing happened it's how do we make these questions accessible to both parties you know accessible to me so that nobody's asking what happened to me as if something big and tragic happened and the same with you mm. if they if, you know someone's genuinely genuinely curious how do you do that in such a way that doesn't um cause offense because you know you can yeah cause a bit of offense when you know what happened to you or how did it happen well nothing actually happened like this is this is what it is mm. Mm. I, I think that's the that's the key isn't it you know it it's um it's uh it's about you kind of and again the way that you react you know i quite admire you know from from what i've seen uh, of how you react to questions and things like that but i think it's it's about that you know that probably for you that probably wasn't always as easy as it is now that patience and that empathy that you have for people you don't go you know now you don't tell people to f off you know and and now i don't Sometimes I might want to, depending on how the question is framed. But 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 I think it's about that patience and empathy that not only we're trying to inspire w- within other people, you know, patience and empathy for uh, an understanding for difference, whether that's disability, whether that's uh, whether that's mental health, whether that's gender diversity, whatever. You know, certainly a lot big part of my work is you know trying to work, trying to um, inspire empathy and understanding for those things off some of those things. Uh, but I think the, the key is that I, I've learned that skill. You know, it wasn't always easy for me to go, you know, uh, it, to me to be like, okay, so, so I'll just, I'll just stop you there. So actually this, uh, when you say uh, what's wrong with you or, you know, uh, whatever, well, actually there's nothing wrong. Um, I think, you know, and, and a lot of the times, a lot of the times people do ask, you know, with genuine curiosity, you know, and I think that that's the key. And maybe that may, you know, um, certainly I've had some good experiences in that way. I'm not sure about yourself, but most people generally uh, come in with a very, you know, very curious, very um, a willingness to understand. And I think that that's the key. And it's about as well, you know, while we're, while we're talking about training other people, while we're talking about working with other people, it's about training yourself as well, for me personally, to kind of take a deep breath. So when those things happen, because they can be quite hurtful, you know, they, they can hit you a little bit, you know, when someone comes on and, or, or says a mean comment in the streets or whatever, which has happened to me a number of times. You, you, you it's about education and actually seeing me out there with my with a partner or a friend or you know doing something that you know playing drums live on tour or you know a music festival interviewing a band these are all things that that people might go oh well I didn't think that was possible you know 
the amount of times I've had, you know, because I, 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 well, I used to be when I was a lot younger, I used to be the front face of what Soundsphere is now. I used to, you know, you know, be, be a bit more public with it. There was a lot of times where, you know, I, I spent a lot of time doing the admin behind the scenes and, and a lot of the people that I work for, or sorry, sorry, a lot of the people that work for me rather, or work with me, as I prefer to say, um, you know, they'd meet me for the first time and they, they would have no idea it was me. And then they would be really surprised when they met me because they expected something else. You yeah. know what I mean? And so for me, it was about training myself to take those, you know, those things, those perception, those thoughts, take a breath and go, okay, cool. Well, I get that. That's understandable. All right. So here's the deal, you know, whereas when I was younger and especially, I don't know if you've had this, you know, a lot of my friends and family, you know, they've, they've, they've got really frustrated on my behalf, particularly my, you know, previous, you know, particularly like partners and close friends, previous partners, um, and uh, you know, I'm very lucky to have a very supportive uh, partner now who 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 has that empathy and understanding. But uh, but sometimes, you know, previously in previous relationships, people have actually you know wanted to get into fist fights on my behalf. You know, trying to fight people because they you know they've said something or whatever. And actually, that that for, for me that doesn't achieve anything. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you've got to kind of, but, but that's a training, that's a skill I've had to learn that patience. You know what I mean? To be like, okay, here's the deal. Here's what's going down. Here's what, you know, here's what I'm capable of. You know, you, you, you said, you know, you said something there, you know, that was maybe a little bit hurtful, whatever. And I've had a couple of those conversations and people have come, people have come out of it and they've said to me, I've got a better understanding now and I wouldn't do the same thing again. And I'm lucky to have had those experiences. Basically, that is the ultimate goal is to have someone um, learn from, yeah. from, you know, who better to learn about disability than disabled people, right? You mm. cannot like, is it hypothesize? What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypothesize, that's it. You can hypothesize as much as you want, but until you actually speak to a disabled person about their disabled experience, you're never going to know. Like, you, you aren't, you're never going to know what it's like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that was one of the reasons why, you know, when when you asked me to do this, I was very I, I was very honored. But, you know, equally like, I, you know, I like sitting down and talking to you about your experience because it's different to mine. I can't pretend yeah. to know what it's like to live with your experience and your difference. You know what I mean? And, that, and I think that's key for people listening. You know, if you don't have a difference yeah. of disability or even if you do, um, you know, a lot of people, for example, now talking about how things have, have developed and changed. Uh, since I've qualified as a therapist, people automatically assume that I'm going to work in disability and difference. And I can understand that. But yeah. but but actually, my priority, while I want to work in disability and difference in the future with more training, is working in the music industry because I've got, you know, 15 plus years of work in the music industry. However, you know, I, I, I understand what it's like to have cerebral palsy. Yeah. You know, I understand what it's like to have that difference. But but would I would I be able to counsel someone effectively with you know with autism with um, with uh, with a with a more with a more severe form of uh, CP for example even then you know that there's no guarantee that I would be able to work with all differences all disabilities or learning difficulties and I think that that's you know it's a constant learning thing I'm going to be constantly learning you know that's why I love you know why you know I enjoy talking to you because I le- I can learn a lot from you you know. Yeah, and I think we learn a lot from each other as well. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. For sure. So this actually really rolls on nicely 
to what I was next going to ask you is, so how has having your disability affected your career? Because obviously you're heavily involved in the Mm. music industry, music journalism, Mm. you interview bands, you go to festivals. How has having CP affected that? And, you know, has there been positives and negatives Mm. of this experience? And what what would a bit of advice be that you would give someone who has CP like you, who wants to go into the music industry? Mm. How would you like approach that? Yeah, that's a really interesting, that's a really interesting question actually, Brooke. Yeah, I I think for me personally, we'll look at the, we'll look at some of the negatives briefly. You know, I think there's again a perception of what I was able to achieve. You know, I was able to go down to London and able to do my internships with Rock Sound, with Metal Hammer, do some do some work with NME. And I was able to do that because I have family split between London and Yorkshire. And I think that's the first thing, you know, my mobility allowed me to do those things. And I think that that's, that's one of the keys, but the industry, music industry and the arts industry, but certainly for money and opportunities, 80% of it is down South. Yeah. So it depends where you are geographically. I would always say if you could afford to certainly go and do some time uh, down, down South, go and get an internship with your favorite magazine or newspaper or whatever, uh, and, and really kind of get your foot in the door because that's how opportunities will happen. I think music, the music industry and the arts industry is very much about who you know. Um, yeah. I, I am qualified to master's level, but it doesn't mean anything with regards to music industry opportunities no one gives a no one gives a an f you know uh, and and it's more about it's more about stuff like this and connecting with people like this so i would say um if you if you can then certainly go down and do that and take the risk well while you've got the the energy well you know while you're you know because i started doing this stuff when i was 18 you know i, I was when i started doing that you know and uh, getting myself out there now now Obviously, there's, there's there's some flip side to that. If you have high levels of anxiety, uh, and so like, like I'm an anxious person as well. Like I struggled, I really struggled in those situations, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it was really difficult for me. But also, you know, like I say, I, I you know I pushed myself physically to get down to London to travel to the gigs and to do all the work, you know, and, and that was really really hard. And I think that that's one of the things to, to mention. You know, that's a little bit, you know. The real, the real talk of the music industry is yeah. is if you is if you can, you probably should get as much experience working with other people as you possibly can because yeah. it is about those social interactions and that's how you will get noticed and get those jobs. Um, I think the other thing is is that again the perception is there that you are not going to be capable of doing certain things. So, like I was once told by a journalism tutor that I was never going to be on the radio. You know, and bearing in mind that's radio, you know, that the someone the radio, what radio wasn't ready for someone with cerebral palsy. Of course, I, of course, I went on to do some work with the BBC in North Yorkshire, uh, also in, in Humberside as well. That uh, blows my mind that someone said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, it's a long time ago now. So we're talking sort of 2009 time. But, um, but yeah, of course, you know, those things stick with you. Of course, I went on to do yeah. those things. Uh, and I went to, to be on, you know, television in Dubai talking about accessibility, uh, you know, so so that there are, there are, you know, it is finding your own way to do, like we said before, it's finding your own way to do things. And if you, if you struggle with certain things with anxiety, there will be ways to get things done. I mean, most of the connections that I have in the music industry are done over email, you know, they're in yeah. London, they're in New York, they're in Los Angeles, you know, I'm here in East Yorkshire. And, and I think that you can, you know, so long as I think the two overriding rules 
always, uh, you know, don't be a dickhead. Uh, and I'm, I, I've, 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 I've tried not to swear as much as I possibly can, but don't be a dickhead and also be good at what you do. And I yeah. think that's the key. If you're good at what you do, people will work with you. It doesn't matter where you are geographically. You know, and again, you know, something needs to be said because it doesn't get said a lot for the contacts. You know, it is good to meet people face to face. Yeah, for sure. So it, is, so it is good to go down to London if you can or Manchester, which is the next best area for you. Uh, if you are, you know, if you if you are confined to Yorkshire for any reason, then Leeds is probably your best bet. But I think, you know, there are there are. Um, there are, you know, if you could travel, absolutely do that. And if it's uncomfortable for you, I, I get that. Try and find ways around it. The BBC and, and numerous organisations are much more accessible than they were when I was doing the work. So people will be more accommodating. There's more understanding of difference, of diversity now, absolutely, than there was then. So I think people will support you if you're willing to, to do that. If you are in a situation where your mobility is limited to uh, where, where you are struggling to, to leave the house. Uh, let's for say, for example, that's that's fine. OK, so again, I know YouTubers um, and I know people that are making good content uh, and are make, doing interviews with people internationally who are confined to a bed, confined to a chair full time. That yeah. they, they do. They very rarely move from that space, but they have made. Uh, they have made opportunities for themselves and created opportunities for themselves to get out to the wider world, have hundreds and thousands of subscribers on these platforms because of their personality and their personality yeah. shines through. You know, there are people I know that, that literally do their videos lying on a bed, looking up at the screen and their personality is what gets them the subscribers, what gets them the attention, what gets them the interviews that they do as journalists, as um, in disability, in music, in the arts, in sports, entertainment, whatever that is. That Again, work within your means. If you are able to travel, if you are able to move, to move uh, and can do so comfortably, of course, I, I, I say this with uh, consideration, the music industry and the arts industry is very much about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Very much so. And I think that, 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 that should be said. If you can push yourself outside the comfort zone, if you are, if it, you know, definitely try, definitely try to push yourself outside your comfort zone because it's not a comfortable industry, but then it's the most, one of the most exciting industries you can be in if you are willing to do that. However, you know, again, work within your means, you know, don't, don't, don't overdo it to the point where you're, you are, you know, you're going to fall over or you're going to, uh, I say fall over because for me, that's a very real, real issue. If I fall backwards, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, you know, if you're going to struggle, then, you know, and if uh, like uh, me, I can usually pick myself back up again, you know, but there's people obviously not in that situation, not with that, not with that luxury. So again, work within your means, keep yourself safe. Um, and if that is building a YouTube channel, if that is building a blog, you know, most of Soundsphere's work now is done on a website and most of it's done digitally over Zoom, especially since the pandemic. And I love that. I've become a bit of a hermit. I actually prefer <laughs> this. I way prefer this to, dri to driving driving to a wet festival, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and braving the elements, you know. And, and now, unfortunately, that we train other young people up to do those things and to build their careers in journalism, because I'm at that point in my career now. But but I think that yeah, I think that's key. It, fundamentally, is is definitely if you if it, you know do the industry that we're in the arts creative industry, 
you know, uh, it, it is, you've got to push yourself. You've got to, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Interviewing people is uncomfortable. Every interview I do, I get nervous and uncomfortable and anxious, but, 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 but equally, if you can do that, then some of the best things in the world will happen to you. Like I say, I've won, you know, awards and all this crazy stuff's happened to me, like because of sound spinning, because I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. Um, uh, but, but equally, the best, some of the best interviews I've done have been since the pandemic and have been on Zoom. Yeah. And I didn't even need to leave my front room. I didn't even need, I, I, I could have done them, I could have done them start bollock naked. If I wanted to, I didn't. Oh, I, I was, I was always wearing at least boxer shorts. I am wearing at least boxer shorts right now. You'll be pleased to know. But, <laughs> but, so I, but I think, but I think, you know, I, I think the the thing is the the again, you, you know, after ten whatever, you know, yeah, would have been before the pandemic. You know, twelve, thirteen years of, of doing interviews, traveling to festivals, hours and hours of time. Some of the best interviews I've done. Some of the most popular. Have been in this format, so you do you not know I mean? You can you can make it work wherever you are, but absolutely paramount is be good and don't be a dickhead. Be good at what you do because no one wants to work with you if your work is if your work isn't quality. Um, and also, don't be a dickhead because word travels fast. I I might not be in the mecca for the music industry these days, you know, in Yorkshire. However, people know what people know what I'm doing. Like I know that sounds quite creepy, but 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 the you know we're in the digital age. People can look up what I'm doing. People know where I'm at. People know the work we're doing. People know the quality of work we put out, and that's around the world. You know, we we have a, a global a global audience at Soundsphere, uh, and I think that's the thing. It's a small world, so do not do not put work out that you are not proud of. Do not treat people with disrespect because. And I think that's the key from a music journalist perspective, because I just I just uh, put a tweet out yesterday. And I think this this needs to be, you know, since I am a music journalist, I think this one of the things, um, but it works across journalism. One of the things for, for aspiring journalists and creatives, uh, you know, particularly particularly in, 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 you know, when it comes to interviewing and, and doing this type of work, yeah. you know, opportunities will always come back around if you're not a dick. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you can't get X, Y and Z big interview. There's usually a company that's that you're pitching to to get these interviews. If you work with the smaller bands and help them to get their way up, to to build their way up, smaller bands, artists, whatever, then they will be in five years' time. They will be these big top level headlining artists that you supported. You know, we have yeah. you know the 1975 and Youngblood. We were working with them when they first came out, and of course now they're global, you know, uh, superstars selling out stadiums. So I think you know it goes to show that you can. You can, you know, you know, again, believe in yourself, believe in your work. Uh, and don't be a dick, like one hundred percent. I'll keep repeating it. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be, a dick. <laughs> don't be a, just don't be just don't be a dick, and and things will happen for you. Uh, good, you know, good things will happen. You know, stuff like you know, if you look at in my position, I'm just a dude who who does things that he enjoys, uh, and and is fortunate enough to make some money from them. But I, I'm just a guy and I'm here sat talking to you. And again, that's an example uh, of the kind of things that can happen. You know, you can you can you could be, you know, spotlighting your own work. You can be talking about your work on a podcast or you can be, you know, winning a national diversity award or being voted one of the 100 happiest people in the country, which happened to me about five years ago. Uh, from the independent on Sunday, more than that now. God, I'm old, but you know, uh, it's funny because I'm miserable now. 
Uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm not really. I'm not much. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy. Uh, but you know, what I mean, um, yeah. So, so do you know that, that stuff happens if you do. If you put, it's the good vibes thing, isn't it? You know, just just put put good work into the world. Treat people with respect, and, and good stuff will naturally happen. There, there are there are hard days. There are hard days. You know, it's difficult for me to get up in the morning. You know, physically and mentally sometimes and i've become more open about those days you know on stuff like this since i became you know since i started training to be a therapist and became a qualified counselor those it's important to talk and have your community and your friends around you to talk about those bad days you know physically mentally because those are you know those support and i'm sure you have them uh you know i'm i'm, I'm always willing to talk to you and chat to you uh, you know, uh, aside from my aside from my counselling duties, I always, in, you know, I, I like I like talking to you, Brooke. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like we, we have this connection now and, and you know, we can build this community. So I think, yeah, if you're having a bad day and things get difficult and you and you, you know, you you feel demotivated, um, you know, try and, you know, build that community around your family and friends and and, and create good work and uh, and yeah, do 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 good shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I completely, yeah, completely agree. Don't be a dick, do good shit. That's yeah. basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Don't but, put your name on anything that you wouldn't want yeah. to see. Yeah, try, try, and I think try is is the, is the, is the, is a thing as well, because I've made mistakes, you know. I think that's the thing. You know, I'm sat here now with 13 years of experience plus, or 15. Um, uh, sometimes I like to think it's 13, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I, you know. Actually, I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, I've I have I have made some errors, and I think that that's key. You know, absolutely. And advice is like, you know, it's like an asshole, isn't it? Everybody's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. And my advice is just one set of advice. You know, yeah, one one asshole. You know, talking. Uh, but but that's what I mean. You know, I think you know. Please, you know, if you take any of this, that's great, fantastic. Hopefully, it resonates. Uh, with people but but absolutely allow yourself to make mistakes but the key is to learn from them you know you can absolutely you're going to be a dick sometimes you're going to be a dick sometimes you're going to offend people sometimes you're going to upset people the key is to learn from that to realize what happened how you can improve and move forward from that you know what i mean uh, you know forgive yourself if you do make an error and, and try and again try not to again repeating the same mistakes then we'd be having a different conversation i'd be like hang on a sec you're still being a dick you know stop being a dick but, <laughs> yeah 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 but i think but i think you know it's about it's about going, okay, I've made this error. I've made this mistake. I treat this person this way. Uh, I, I sent uh, that snotty email to that PR that was setting up that nice interview for me. I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, you, you, that that's, you know, very industry specific to me, but you know what I mean? You, you, you can, you can, you can make amends. You just have to learn from your errors. And I think that's, yeah, do good shit, try and do good shit and try not to be a dick uh, where, wherever possible. But 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 I always go, and that's for the people that are you know, uh, a certain a certain level. I say if you're just starting out your journey and you've never done any journalism before and you've never worked in the creative industries before, don't be a dick. Do good work. If you're 13 years deep into it and you've done loads of it, and then you come into this podcast, disabled and proud, with Brooke and I, you're like, all right, I, I, yeah, but I, but I, but I, but, I, but I messed up, Dom. That doesn't help me. I messed up. I've made, I've made mistakes. And I'm like, yeah, me too, man. Don't worry about it. Just continue trying not to be a dick and continue trying to do good shit. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I love how open these conversations are between us. I do. Yeah, man. Of course. So I, I don't know if I love this or not, but I'm going to ask you it anyway. Yeah, go for it. Is what positive traits do you think having your disability has given you? So, and I don't mean this in terms of, you know, so for example, I, I've said this to you before. I think only having one hand and a limb difference has made me very tenacious. Mm. And it's made me, um, I like, I tend to set a goal and I will, I will want to achieve it. And I nine times out of 10 will, or I'll get roughly in that ballpark. Mm. Um, and I do think that comes from only having one hand and a limb difference because I've always wanted to prove that I can do the exact same stuff as everyone else. And mm. going back to what we said earlier, I know it's all about adapting, but it's made me want to achieve bigger and better things um, constantly, actually, which is a positive and a negative, but that is the conversation for a a later date. But what do you think a positive, like, aspect or attribute that you've developed has come from having a disability? Yeah, I think not to go over what you've said, I think that that some of those things are are relative to me as well. You know, I I empathise and I completely understand where you're at. Again, it's positive that we have this this drive to do stuff yeah it's positive but it's also a negative because you could you could overdo it you could absolutely burn out uh, and, and it's nice to hear that you are aware of that because again you know you have a lot of a lot to give the world uh you know whether that's a social media video of you in the gym or 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 this podcast and it's nice to hear that you are uh, from what i'm understanding you've kind of got a hand you know you you kind of understood that you've you've you, you know it can be a positive in the fact you've achieved loads but you can also Push oh, yeah. can push us to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I think that's really good that you that you've been able to, to to pinpoint that because again, it's you know in terms of your long term development and how you're gonna certainly my opinion anyway. Like obviously, you know, the more you're aware of that stuff, the more you can manage it. Like for me, uh, briefly for the same things that's why I decided to train to be a counselor because I was like I need to look at myself I need to look at some of my weaknesses my areas where I'm like and I, and I say weaknesses because there were certain you know things where I lacked some character you know in terms of the way that I approach certain things you know mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've kind of addressed those things uh, with regards to relationships and regards to to how I how I treat myself you know, I didn't treat myself, you know, I pushed myself to work, you know, till 4am every day, sleeping four hours a night, which was great, you know, 18 to 24, uh, you know, 26 maybe. And then, you know, you start to feel it, but then you start to push yourself even more. I wish I could sleep for only four hours. Well, well, I'm is... an arsehole that if I don't get a solid eight hours, yeah, well, that's be near me. That's what I mean, you see, and, and I would push myself. You know, but that's what I mean. You're aware. You're aware of that. You know, and that's great. But I, I, I was aware of that, and I still didn't do it. You, you know, I, I pushed. Yeah, I pushed through the barrier, and that made my. You know, it's my, my, my quality of my work suffered. The quality of my relationship suffered because I was work. I was a workaholic, absolutely one hundred percent. You know, uh, and what was I doing it for? Was I doing it for me, or was that? Was it? Was I doing it for other people? You know, or was that? Who was that for? You know, and I realized that. I was pushing my body to, to for this, like, for you know, for this sort of, you know, like, because I need to achieve the next thing. I need to achieve yeah. this. But actually, what does it do? Like, what does it do? 
except for except for damage your body and damage your mind fundamentally you know uh, i'm still learning to drink less caffeine and drink more water you know <laughs> uh you know what i mean those things you know but but i think for me going back to your question to take it away because again similar answer there to you in terms of drive and determination positively and negatively i would say empathy mm-hmm. uh, is my big thing because again you know um i think i i understand difference a little bit you know a little you know a little more perhaps than, than some others because i've experienced it you know i don't i don't go I, even if i'm nervous and anxious to meet somebody i will usually talk about it and i'll usually discuss if i don't understand something i'd be like hey so you know so can you tell me what's going you know what, what happened there i'm really interested i don't understand it can you explain to me or can you can you help me understand do you know what i mean and I think that, that that's that's really helped me out that inquisitive that inquisitive nature that empathy you know I don't um, you know if someone's having a, a different you know a mental health struggle you know I, I will I, I will be able to you know as a qualified mental health first aider now I'll be able to usually offer some interventions and, and work through stuff and again people people um, thankfully and this is one thing as I've found you're know, going back to our positive about working in the music industry and stuff and i'll relate it to this question as well there's a real there's a real positive in the fact that people remember you know people people want to talk to you if you if you if you go up to people you know they 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 think oh it's this really cool this guy is sitting and talking to me and, and having a conversation with me and he and i find him you know, like a lot of times bands will talk to me about my difference in disability yeah. and stuff and they'll find, and that's different for them at a music festival when, you know, 20 interviews are being done and then there's me popping in, wobbling up to them, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, and I think that going back to you know, the empathy thing, you know, I, I will sit and I will have a conversation with somebody uh, and I will really listen. I have learned to really listen. Like there's a thing called effective listening, which you kind of, you learn, I mean, you can learn it anyway, but like in counseling, it's really drummed into you. Like in terms of, you think you listen to people, but then like you, you, you know, when you counsel someone, you like, you gotta, you gotta be conscious of, you gotta be conscious of your eye contact. You've gotta be conscious of your, I mean, I have ADHD, which is something that came to me through the counseling. Cause uh, you know, it was something I had to be aware of. I can talk, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I can go off on one. So I have to bring myself back to you know focus points and things like that and i think that so, so that, that empathy that i've learned or, or that, that i've applied to other people that i can talk to anyone i, I believe that, that that is despite nerves and anxiety and it's quite a big claim i appreciate but i have had some fast conversations with people across the world that i would never otherwise encounter because of the job because of uh, because of journalism because of counseling because of because of just my you know I, I can find something to to relate to, to work with, to to chat to, to connect with 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 most people. Um, and so, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't, and, and, I, and I firmly believe this. And people can feel free in comments or whatever, however this goes out. To you know, if you have a difference of opinion, that's totally fine, of course. But but I am I firmly believe that I can that I can relate to 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 a lot of people. You know, and I have that empathy. I remember someone said to me, well, you know, um, someone was like, oh, well, you know, do you think, do you think because you have a disability and a difference that you can, you know, you can understand people more? And I said, well, 
it's not about me thinking, assuming that just because I have a disability and difference, I understand people more, or I can, I can understand people more, but it's about going, I, I, okay, I'll relate it easier. And this is probably a better way to explain it. If, if you came up to me in a, in a bar or a club or a, a, a coffee shop, I, I would hope that you would come up to me either with a question and, you know, like, Hey, how are you doing? Um, uh, you know, tell me, I'm really interested about your disability, whatever. And that's how I relate it to other people. When I, when I talk about being able to talk to people, I will do that with people. I will listen to them and I will, t- I will ask questions because I wouldn't want to be judged. You know, I wouldn't want to be judged by people based on just my appearance. Right. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. I've figured out a, a really uh, a simpler <laughs> way to, to, uh, to go around what I was just saying. I wouldn't want to be judged um, by just my appearance alone. I want people to come and connect with me and, and connect. And that's how I feel about other people. I will, I will try and connect with anybody. No, I will, I will make an effort. Obviously, you know, you can't, you can't please everyone all the time. You can only please some of the people some of the time, uh, you know, is, is a quote, but, but I will attempt to connect with everybody. And I think that has what, you know, rounding it back round. That is my, that is how my empathy uh, one of the skills that my disability has given me is that ability to at least attempt to connect with with everyone. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's really key because I think there is an element of being able to connect with a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. Mm. And what I think what you say is is so bang on is that you don't want to be judged on your physical appearance because that's what the vast majority of the world does, right? Yeah, and it, you know that's human nature. I think it's within like the first like three milliseconds you've already made your mind up based on someone's physical appearance whether you're going to like them or not and that's you know inherent that's not something that we do consciously I think the fact that you're able to have that empathy and that ability to see past that I think that's incredible and I think a lot of people would benefit from having that skill and that Mm. ability and it's something that should be taught but I'm not necessarily sure you can teach I think it's something you've got to develop over time yeah, I mean, you only know, again, I, I think that's the thing, it's like you say, you know, it's only through listening to conversations like this, through having the awareness that, that people, you know, in our situation will have, that, that we're able to do that. Because again, we know what it's like to just be judged. You know, I remember, you know, people have come up to me not thinking I could talk, you know, in the past. Oh, I wasn't sure if you could speak. I'm like, it's my legs that don't work. Do you know what I mean? But but that's what happens. Yeah. You know, and so it's about, it's about going, you know, okay, you know, again, it's, it's, it's that, okay, so I wouldn't want to be treated that way. So why, why would I treat somebody else that way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I remember that there was just a brief example. I'll always remember like when I was living in, in, in Boston and commuting, commuting to work, there was, there was somebody on the train uh, who, who had, you know, they, 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 they had a difference themselves and, and people would, you know, it was, it was quite physically apparent. And people would, you know, uh, and you know, um, people would kind of like move to the train, the other side of the train, you know. And I would sit and talk to them, and they'd look at me in kind of like this really weird way, like you know. Uh, and I was like, I, I just, and this is like 2018, you know what I mean? And, and you think that, that, I mean, that thankfully doesn't happen everywhere, but but people still do it, and, and uh, people still shy away from stuff they don't. People are afraid of what they don't understand. So it's so it's my job, uh, as far as I see it, wherever possible, 
and your job. And I'm not trying to say this is your do you go and do this. Do but, do like, this. but like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like saying, you know, to, to, to bring that awareness to 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 go, okay, well, actually, if that person's doing that, if that person's having those conversations, then maybe I could do that too. And that's all you can ask. You can't force people to do that. It's like my accessibility work going into venues and stuff now, as a, you know, with my experience as a touring musician and, uh, you know, working with, you know, with Waro and accessibility stuff in, in, in venues and spaces. You know, I don't attack venues. I don't say, well, you haven't got this ramp. You haven't, you haven't spaced your doors, you know, enough to have a chair get through. I go, all right, well, this is what you can do, you know, and this is what somebody like myself or somebody in a wheelchair full time, you know, or, or, you know, whatever difference is going to need. And if you've bought me in or I've been bought in, there's a reason. And, Mm -hmm. and, And if you, and if you can implement these things, please do, you know, you can't force people to do stuff, but again, all you can do is bring the awareness. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to. Maybe you know. Maybe you know. Maybe I'd be a different person if I was more that way. But I, I, I'm never going to say to you, "You must do this." You couldn't. You. But it's like it's. It's all about awareness, isn't it? And education. How is somebody supposed to understand difference if they've never experienced it? You yeah. know. And that's how I take it when someone comes up to me with a, with what you might call an ignorant question, or or a statement, and they've shouted it out in the street at me or something. And people get real angry, and I'm like, "Well, hang on a sec. Maybe maybe seeing me." You know, maybe having, maybe, maybe seeing me or talking to me or whatever is going to change that person's viewpoint. And that's all I can ask for, you know? Yeah, for sure. And again, like, like we said earlier, it all comes down to adaption and education at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. Like the baseline of it, isn't it, really? Yeah. So finally, what is the one question that you find most annoying about your disability? Uh, uh, man, this, uh, I, um, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really on TikTok too much, but I, I decided to uh, to do a video on this. Um, <laughs> what, what, and, it, and it's the, um, it's the uh, in bars or clubs, all right, and not so much these days. Again, very lucky, very, very lucky to have a supportive, wonderful partner as I do. But, uh, but certainly, you know, oh, this should be the listen back to this and be like, what is he about to say? Oh uh, no, you know, no, yeah, I, 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 I do. Uh, this again, the, uh, this story is is. Is my favorite. It's the, it's the, and obviously for people that I'm assuming whether this is audio or video, if it's video, you'll be able to see, but if it's audio, I'll just try and describe this as best as possible. So it's the, it's the eye contact, the, the sort of shuffle, the sort of shuffle along the floor with the eyes of someone coming up to you. And then the, and then they move to your eyes and then they move down to your crotch area and then they move back up to your eyes and then they go so. And then they and then and then they move their eyes down to your crotch area again, and then they usually go um um to your eyes, down to the crotch. Can you uh, can you pause? Look at your eyes down to this is the other person looking at my eyes, looking down to my crotch. Can you uh, uh, can you do it then? Uh, and uh, and what 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 I what you know I, I wish I was better. You know this happened to me. This has been happening to me since I was about 16 years old yeah you know until I was about 32 this (laughs) stuff would happen to me you know and I I wish I'd got better at it over time but 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 um I I would ask you to do do what what is it that you want to know what what exactly is it yeah what exactly is it Uh, and um and and I would do the same thing so it would be it would be eyes 
looking at my eyes, pause, <laughs> down at the crotch. Uh, mm, uh, sex, sex. Can you can you have sex? Um, and this would be literally the first thing they would say. Uh, it's happened more than a handful of times in my life, and I suppose I should take that as a compliment. But what but, an icebreaker! What yeah, a- yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and so, yeah, you know, and <laughs> usually it, it is it's yes. And all my friends, I never did this, but all of my friends wanted to be like, you, sh- you should have used it. You could on, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to find out? Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll show you. I can. I I usually said yeah, yes, I can. So I so I have I have cerebral. I used to do. I, I have cerebral palsy, and uh, actually, you know, it affects my lower limbs. And this is the you know. And by that time, you know, they either made they, they they'd either made a decision as to whether they wanted to stay for a specific reason, or or they'd be you know they'd be off. But uh, but but yeah, no, I never used it as a as a pickup line. Uh, I, you know, I never used it as a pickup line, and I, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm fine with that. But but my mates were all like, they're all gutted. They're all so gutted. They were like, they were like, you never ever went. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, actually, I I can. Would you like me to? Uh, Do me to like, Shall I show you? You know, I, I never did that. But but yeah, that was that. You know, uh, the the question question I get now. Obviously, that was, you know, but that, that's the most annoying one of all. It, it's like, how do you play drums? And I'm like, well, with my hands, <laughs> you know, like that, that's, that's yeah. the other one. You know, how do you tour in a band? Well, the same way other people do. I carry gear, you know. Um, how do you how do you get around festivals? Well, I walk <laughs> or I drive, you know, that's the, you know, but that's the, oh, you drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How? How? Well, would you like me to show you? I've got hand hand controls and adaptions. And again, education, education and like, you know, an awareness, you know, like I said, I'll show people my car, you know, I will not just whack my, you know, I never, ever just whacked my penis out anybody. When I talk about education and I talk about awareness, I want to make I want to make it perfectly clear that in the other form of question in the in the can you have sex? I never went. Yes, I'll show you. Here's some education and here's some awareness. I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but but when it comes to my car and driving, I absolutely will show people my car. I'll even I'll even let them get in the seat and you know pull on the lever. Hey. But uh, but yeah yeah. So there you go. Those those are, those are a few. <laughs> oh Dom, it's been so great chatting to you. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, absolutely. So you can uh, you can Google. Sound Sphere Magazine, well, S-O-U-N-D-S-P-H-E-R-E. We do have various links. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok and everything. For me personally, I am under, because there's so many Dom Smiths in the world, uh, I am usually under Dom Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, just so it makes it people easier to find my work. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under that name as well. Um, And yeah, yeah, um, like I say, if you're an aspiring journalist or you have any questions, you can find me on those platforms also. It's not really new, but it's the newest project I have, uh, Wobbling About and Rocking Out, which is easy to Google, or Waro for short. Uh, we have accessibility interviews. We have um, we have a disability and difference interviews. We have mental health interviews with world-renowned musicians and artists as well on our site. So that's a really good platform that I'm trying to promote and plug as well. And, and the, the last, of course, the last, of course, message that I have uh, that, that's overriding is do good work or do do good do good shit and good things will happen. You know, don't be don't try well try not to be a dick. <laughs>
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. No worries. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.